The time has come. <laughs> Episode 100. <laughs> Welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. It's episode 100. How did we get here? And why did it take us by such complete surprise? <laughs> Every, like, was we, like, I think, feel like three months ago, we discussed, like, doing something special for episode 100, but then we were like, forgot it. Don't know yep, what that Yeah, totally forgot. Was. Until I was writing the outline for this episode, and I was like, like ah, yes, episode 100. <laughs> the elusive 100th episode. I think that it's worth celebrating, obviously. I mean, oh, yeah. I wish that we had had the forethought to, like, put something cool together, but... When you told me that statistically almost all podcasts end before episode 27, I was like, we were already way past that. By the oh, time yeah. We, we were heard. like at episode 50 something, I think. When yeah. I yeah. So we're just like trucking along, getting to 100, though. That's pretty, yeah. pretty cool. Pretty cool. And those are like full length episodes. That doesn't yeah, even include exactly. all the other stuff that we've done. Exactly. Like bonus episodes. We don't count those. Like our regular episodes are what we count. We're very, very strict about that. So. Yeah, the only thing we're strict about is episode numbering. Everything <laughs> exactly. else is fine. Exactly. I'm just so proud of us. I know. We. I, I feel like this is like the longest commitment either of us have had outside our marriages. Yeah, outside of our marriages and like finishing degrees. Degrees, Which you're yes. sort of like kind forced, of forced into. To. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, we've been doing this longer than I was getting, than either of us were getting our master's degrees for. That's true. That's true. We have officially passed <laughs> master's status and we're now on our way to bachelor status. We are master's at this podcast which yes, is are. shocking because we also just today had a 40 minute long meeting where we actually planned for two months in advance which we had not done since march 11th of 2020 <laughs> we were able to spe- specify what day exactly we started caring about covid that yeah day. exactly exactly <laughs> the episode we recorded on march 11th was all of a sudden now our brain has switched to pandemic mode. Exactly. We are, we are fully in a pandemic panic and it won't end until what was today? The July? No, January 14th, 2021. We're able to plan ahead. And literally the only reason that we're planning ahead right now is because so many of our friends are putting out decks in the next couple of months and we want to be able to talk about them at specific times. Exactly. Yeah. we, We want to bring more like, amazing creators that we know and doing interviews with people. And the only way we can achieve that is by being scheduled. Planning ahead. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm just so excited about it. And happy 100th episode. Hopefully this is the best one yet. (laughs) Happy 100. You're in charge of our card of the day this I week. am. So I'm going to use Mystic Masters Tarot. Exciting. From Danny. I'm so excited about Mystic. this. I love I the can't... typeface on this deck. I cannot tell you how much I adore the typesetting. So much. So much. I, I kind of like it almost better than the images, but don't tell anybody else. But that's because I'm just a typeface geek. And I just love you the way that, that it's been set up. You know I have decided to not back decks specifically because I hate the typeface. Oh. So you're not oh, alone yeah. there. Oh, no, no, no. So I'm just like, I. that's one of the reasons why I was so stoked about this deck. Because the typeface setting is just... Just wonderful. Chef's kiss. Yes. Okay. So let me get a card of the day. Three, four, five. So the card of the day is the Emperor. Look at Ooh, that. that's cool. It's super cool. I I can't wait for us to review this deck because it's super cool. So yes, the Emperor. And that's and that's like reflective of us planning and getting shit done for the next two yeah. months. Look at yeah, us. Yeah, look at us creating structure, nailing it. Good nailed job. It. Go team. Totally nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. Yes, 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 yes. Coolio. Okay, let's yeah. talk about the first question now that I literally just <laughs> bought a deck live on air. Yay. I mean, all of our listeners tend to do that anyway. They're like, oh, let me buy yeah. this book immediately. Like, it's not just listeners. It's us too. It's us too. We <laughs> influence each other all the time. Okay. <laughs> so our first question of the episode is from Hera. And I'm assuming Hera is a pen name. 
I don't know, dude. Did he read the question? Yes, I did. But I feel like I know other people that are named Hera. Oh, I think it's a combination first name, last name, maybe. Oh. The only one in the world, not just Hera on its own. Okay. Okay, maybe. I did read the question. I was very confused. So I was just like, <laughs> is this their real name? Or is this a pen name to get around the fact that their real name is so unique? They don't want to be Yeah, discovered. maybe. That's a good point. Who knows? Who knows? Mysterious. Okay. This is from Hera. She says, I have a pretty unique name. I know for a fact that I'm the only person in the world with my name, and individually, my first name and surname are very unique themselves. Ever since I was a kid, I felt disconnected from my first name. I never felt that it really suited me or that it aligned with my inner self. As a kid, I was constantly asking my parents to call me by a different name, which changed almost daily. One day I would be Helen, the next day I would be Katya. I was always getting into trouble as a kid for introducing myself with different names to strangers. That is so adorable. That's adorable. I think that's so adorable. adorable. Like, did (laughs) I do have questions? Did you keep the same name with the stranger afterwards, or did you just constantly change it when you reintroduce yourself? I mean, that is a really good question. I like both. I I personally, I don't know. We also each of us have fairly unique names. Like there are other Hollies and other Esters, but it's not like. Katie or right, right. You know. Jessica or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I was the opposite in that I would correct people no matter what. <laughs> like you do not get to call me Molly or Polly. I am Holly with an I'm H. Holly. It's so much better yeah. that way. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so let us know Hera what, uh, what the, uh, if you get, kept consistency. Yeah. Exactly. I love the idea of fucking with people by always call, like referring to yourself a, as a different, different name, name though, just to be like, <laughs> Like your teacher at school? Exactly. (laughs) As I've gotten older, I've become disconnected from my surname, too. My father and his side of the family are people that I never want to be associated with or connected to. I have no relationship with them, and I never hope to. I've reached a point where I think I'm ready to legally change my name. However, there are a few things that are holding me back. Firstly, I love my mom a lot, and I I don't want to hurt her by rejecting the name she gave me. I know that it will be difficult for her and my sisters to transition to calling me by my new name. Secondly, I'm about to graduate university and I know that my birth name will be on my diploma. So there is always going to be a link to my birth name. I fear that I'll never be able to fully shed it. So is it even worth it? And thirdly, I don't even know what I want my new name to be. I've experimented with a lot of names and none of them felt right to me. I'm confused on how to proceed and whether I should even proceed with changing my name. Do the cards have any guidance on my path forward? Should I change my name? How do I approach my mom about it? And how do I approach actually choosing a new name for myself? These are big questions. Big questions. And also, I think that changing your name is less uncommon than you may think. I yes. mean, in addition to all of our like trans friends who have changed their names over the years, mm-hmm. I, I, I had a childhood neighbor whose first name was Orange that she <laughs> assigned it to herself. Her first yeah. name was Orange. Um, and the idea that like documents keeping your old name on them, meaning that you'll never really be able to move on, I think is something that may feel very real in this moment. But as you get used to a new name, it won't like people aren't asking to see your diploma that often. No, no. Basically. I mean, not that it isn't important. I think there's a thousand reasons that people should be able to like retroactively adjust their degrees. I talk about, I think about this a lot as an academic advisor, like, we should let people who've had name changes for whatever reason go back Mm -hmm. in and say, actually, that's not my name. Can I adjust it without it being like a huge issue? But even so like your diploma is something that's mostly just for you. You might have to show it to bosses every once in a while, but at the same time, like I've changed my name just because that felt good at the time to have a hyphenated last name when I got married. And it's really easy to show sort of proof of name change if you do it legally. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, this is sort of separate from my thoughts about trans people being able to change their names because I think that outing themselves as trans is like really damaging if they have to prove name changes, but for just generally changing your name, it's, Oh, it's not that uncommon for people to have, have to see that sort of thing. Right. It will. And I'm just thinking of like for jobs in the future, Typically, they don't ask to see your diploma. You just kind of announce it on your resume and they take your word for it. Yeah. And then if you fuck up and they double check stuff, maybe it could come back to bite you. But right. <laughs> but yeah, I usually for the most part, like unless like you're trying to, you know, 
be a different person entirely or trying to pretend that you have a certain degree that you don't have. Typically, yeah. they won't really check things like that. Exactly. Like degrees. Yeah, exactly. Or even just to like a letter. Like I write letters all the time that are like, so-and-so is done with their degree, period. Yeah. Yeah. Then you can just put whatever name is the preference. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but I do think that there are some good questions here. Uh, so not knowing what you want your new name to be would be a good place to start, I feel like, because that is something that you can rationally sort of work through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if cards would necessarily be that helpful for it, but maybe some like feelings that Harrow should be trying to evoke via her new name. We right. Pull cards for that. Your direction like, to find vibe? her new name, like what kind of direction to look at for her new name or something. Yeah. Like that. Let's do feeling. Uh, yeah, direction is fine. Direction, okay, okay. It's just kind of a hard question for cards because it is such a personal decision, right? You're not going to name yourself Temperance, most likely. I mean, you can. I mean, you could character and bones. Yeah. <laughs> Your nickname can be Emily Tempe. Duchanel is named Temperance. Uh, but yeah, let's go with direction Shouldn't for searching for a new yeah, name. New name. What did you get? Okay. Mine is a very strange combination. <laughs> so is mine. Oh, okay. So I got the fool and the three of swords. Okay. And I got the knight of wands and the five of coins. So the five of coins and the three of swords together is kind oh, of really, really. Yeah. I think maybe before finding a new name, you have to like talk to maybe it's saying like, talk to your family about how you feel about your name first. Because Mm -hmm. the heartbreak that you're worried about causing your mom paired with sort of like some, like, I guess, bleakness about Mm -hmm. how you don't feel like it's going to be worthwhile in the long run, but you also don't feel like it's the right name for you now. Like, that's kind of clouding the ability to find a name that feels right. You haven't been released yet from that. It's kind of like still there. And so that, that may be like kind of preventing you from finding something that fits because right now you haven't been released from that. Yeah. Well then let's talk about that. How can you, how can Hera bring it up with her mom that she's not feeling her name? Right. Cause I mean, I'm, it seems like the family knows because if your child just keeps changing their name, like, yeah, they probably have some idea, have some ideas about it, but maybe like as an adult, like saying, this is a really important issue to me. It's sort of like, yeah. And even just like, not even I'm going to change it, but just, I'm not happy with it now that can help you start to release some of the blockages from finding something that suits you better. Right. I pulled the devil. Okay. And I pulled the 10 of cups. Okay. Yeah. I think it's like a control thing. Yeah. And I think it's going to be more of a freeing conversation than what you expect it to be. Yeah. I think your fear is that she's going to feel hurt by it. Right. But the 10 of cups is indicating that that's not necessarily the case. Right. And, or that there will eventually be an understanding, even though there may be some pain at first, or there may be those feelings of like, I don't want to say like betrayal because I don't think that's necessarily the case, but the feelings of not understanding but yeah. eventually there will be like some coming together and understanding your point of view and things like that. So almost like with the devil, because there's so much of the devil about having like a grasp on people sort of like, un- Oh, right. Like you're sort of under the control of something else. It's almost like the losing of that grasp on something may cause some tension. Like mm-hmm. she may feel tense because she's sort of losing a grasp on it. But also with the 10 of cups, it's like the ultimate end result of that conversation will be one that's positive and yes. supportive. Yeah. Yeah. And that and 10 of cups is also like with your sisters as well. I think that would be included. Like everyone will be supportive of your decision. Yeah, people can get on board for sure. Yeah, I think so. Then it adds to the questions. Should I change my name? I think that if you, I, so I guess we don't really have to answer the should I, because I think that the real, the reality of the situation is that like we talked about, people change their names a lot. So right. I think that maybe because your fear of hurting your mom is overpowering your right. like ability sense to make of if this is the right move, right. you're thinking, is this the right move rather than this is the right move? And how do I talk about it with other right, people? Right, right, right. Exactly. I think I think before any progression forward, this conversation needs to happen for you to feel freedom from 
like that. Yeah, totally. And there are so many good names. I know. You can do this. Like, yeah. it, it may feel weird initially, but starting that conversation will lead to good things. So mm-hmm. once you've started that conversation, then you can start thinking about how you want to go about finding a new ma- new name. Yeah, I and think maybe so. this we could pull cards for. Like right. once you're feeling, once you've talked about it with your mom mm-hmm. and your sisters, right? Then what Steps. can you do to exactly. try to find a new name? Yeah. Oh my god! I pulled temperance. That's hilarious. It's <laughs> <laughs> just saying you can't name yourself temperance. Maybe you can. Well, and I pulled the five of wands, and I think that's just the culmination of once you're able to find that balance, you're able to like not only like shine more brightly, but also like in the face of adverse stuff, you're able yeah. to like persevere through that too. Awesome. Good luck, Hera. You'll have we to tell us you. what you decide. Yeah, exactly. We can't wait to hear your new name and the stories of your childhood about telling strangers your name. I know. Tell us. <laughs> Seriously. I'm so excited about that. Our second question is from New Beginnings Are Afoot. And she says, for the new year, I decided to do a year ahead spread and try to gain some guidance on 2021. I have big things planned for myself and I finally feel like I'm breaking free from my depression and other issues. The spread is largely positive and has given me some guidance as I plan my year. However, I pulled the five of swords for the position of what empowers me to reach my aspirations. I interpreted this card as very aggressive and hostile. I'm not someone who is very aggressive and I feel I have strong morals and would never want to win at whatever cost as this card seems to be telling me. Uh, could you shed some light on how to interpret this card as it is really confusing me? I also appreciate it. If you could pull some cards to perhaps shed some light on what I can do to achieve my goals this year. I have a lot of dreams I want to work towards this year, but I think I need some guidance on how to do so in a way that aligns with my sense of self and morals. Esther has five of swords thoughts. Yes, (laughs) because I immediately saw this and excitedly wrote down tenacity. That's what yeah. this that's what this five of swords means. It's not like to be lots of people feel like the swords are so evil and bad, but like the five of swords to me is like you need that tenacious spirit to yeah. win at all costs. It, the winning at all costs is not the only meaning. It's like that spirit that goes into that drive. Right. That I think that that's ultimately what it is. It's not about winning at all costs. It's about right. not letting other people stand in your way yes. to get what you want. So exactly. I think you're exactly right. The tenacity thing is like super key with that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, don't think of it as like you stepping on the backs of other people or you taking what you want, like in a bad negative way. It's you having that tenacious spirit to be like, you know what? I'm not going to let anything prevent me from reaching my goals this year. Yeah. Yeah. And if that feels like it isn't aligning with how you feel about yourself, then maybe think about why you feel that way. Right. You know, like, why do you feel like you sort of taking the bull by the horns is a bad look for you? Right. Why is this negative? Why is this a negative energy to you? Why is this translating in such a negative way to you? Like, why is that perspective bad? You know, yeah, yeah. Has this has this spirit been like demonized within your history? Has you know has this been a toxic thing in the, your past that someone else right. has done to you? Like, just examine that if it doesn't set right to see kind of like why that tenacity and that kind of like you have an aversion to that. Well, and it also kind of it makes me think of like imposter syndrome and how we've talked so much just even on the podcast, but especially just between the two of us about how it's so easy to start thinking like. I don't deserve this. Like, Mm -hmm. how did I find myself in this position where people think that I can handle this project and I know that I can't. Right. And I saw, I think maybe you even shared it with me. Some like some viral tweet or whatever about how 2021 is the year of being like, no, we're not doing this. I'm not going, I got here. I am here. Oh wait, no, it was one of my cousins who's a professor. Uh Um, And she's like in her first year of sort of like post- post-doctorate like teaching in a research institution and it's like if you are the first or the only like if you're the first woman or the first person of color or whatever in your situation who's doing the things that you want to do don't let your brain tell you that you don't deserve it tell your brain like no I am doing this because I am worthwhile and I'm capable of doing this no matter what other people think of me and that's very like sort of five of swords energy to me is like, mm-hmm. I don't care what other people think. I exactly. know that I deserve this and I yes. can do this. Yes, exactly. 
So with that specific question of like what empowers you in reaching your aspirations, the five of swords would be saying what empowers you is knowing that you deserve to be able to do this. You Mm -hmm. deserve to be able to accomplish it no matter what the people around you think. Right. It doesn't really matter. You still can and will do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're, you're going in with that belief mindset that you, you, you it's impossible for you to fail. Yeah. And I think that like, if you, because I know that we have like a particularly positive interpretation of the five of swords, especially in situations like this, right? if you want to still think about like, well, maybe this is still something that's too harsh for me. The way that you can also try to tone that down is to be saying, am I boasting about it? Cause yeah. that's part of the five of swords thing. Swords, or yep. am I just really secure in the knowledge that I'm capable of it. Exactly. And if the issue is that you aren't comfortable with boasting, that's fine. You can still have the confidence to know that you're capable of doing it without the sort of outward expression of being like, I'm a badass bitch and you can't stop me me. from achieving my goals. Just make that an internal thing rather than an external thing. Exactly. No (laughs) one else needs to know your business. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You don't have to post it on it about it on Instagram. Yeah. And I mean, maybe that is the thing. Maybe the thing is that you're not comfortable with the idea of sort of outwardly talking about it, which is fine. Yeah. But then still let that five of swords be your internal guide because exactly you do have to have a lot of like audacity, I guess, Mm -hmm. and tenacity, like you said, to accomplish your goals, especially if they're kind of like extreme or like exciting and Uncharted territory. Right. Like there has to be a lot of bravery and stick to Right. <laughs> well, and, and you already said you have big things planned for yourself. So you need yeah. this energy going into it to achieve those big plans. Exactly. And to believe in yourself to a point of being like, I cannot fail. We're going to get this done no matter what. It's already done. And not, and I have this conversation with students a lot because I think that the word cannot kind of loses some meaning because it can be interpreted two day, two ways. Right. But what we mean by I cannot fail is not like I better not fail or else no. blah, blah, like everything's going to be terrible. It's that you cannot, you mm-hmm. cannot fail. It's impossible for you to fail. It's impossible. With students, I'm always like, especially with first year students who are registering for their very first quarters, you cannot take the wrong class. Right. And they're like, well, what should I be taking then? I'm like, no, I'm saying you cannot take a class that is wrong. Mm-hmm. Everything is right for you. Yeah. And if you have the persistence and the tenacity to try to reach these goals and sort of like embody this five of swords energy, you cannot fail because you know that you deserve the success and you can kind of push through it. Yeah, exactly. We can still pull cards though if you want some additional clarification, but I do think that just like knowing that you are empowered, mm-hmm. it's almost like what empowers me to reach my aspirations is saying I am empowered. Like yeah. just knowing that you knowing are that, empowered. Right. And being settled <laughs> in that knowledge and going forth with all those swords, you know, without every a single fuck. sword. No fucks are given with the five of swords. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> but we can we can definitely pull a card each just to provide additional clarification. If one of us pulls the five of swords though, I will laugh, but some additional clarification about what empowers new beginnings are afoot. What empowers? (laughs) I got the magician. Okay. And I got the queen of cups. Yeah. Yeah. What empowers you is the fact that you can do it. Yeah. And just focus on that. Right. Right. Like the magician is about like power and control and manifestation and creating things and being sort of the boss bitch. Mm -hmm. And then the queen of cups is also sort of like you have this really stable emotional base. Mm -hmm. And so all you have to do is understand that that can be translated into power. And I think that that's so perfect for the five of swords. It's just a great balance. Like going into the, the, like with the five of swords, the magician and the queen of cups, it's such a good balance going into your future goal planning for the year. Yeah. Awesome. You'll have to tell us what some of your projects are. New beginnings are afoot. We want to hear about it. Be so much fun. Yay. All right. So Patreon shout outs. If you would like to support our podcast or listen to us talk about charmed, or just hear Esther's amazing charmed theme song that she sang (laughs) seriously when I listen to the theme song for every time we open the episode I'm like in the background 
<laughs> Your variation is better than anything that could exist it really otherwise. Is. It really is. Uh, <laughs> there's other content there too. It's not just charmed episodes. But if you would like to support us, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. Yay! And we love it. We love it when people do that. It's yeah. so nice. Thank um, you so much. But this week we have one new supporter. Her name is L. And Esther, would you like to pull a card for L? I can indeed. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. The card for L is the Two of Wands. Ooh. Awesome. It's so cool. I love some planning. Yeah. All right. So our only announcement is that our pre-orders are up. As we talked about last week, we've been getting so many fun notes from I our know. friends and family members who've been pre-ordering and we appreciate it so much. Yeah. But I do want to say, if you would like to not support Amazon and just do it through an independent bookstore, you can totally ask your booksellers to yes. pre-order it for you. Yes. We didn't mention that last week, but somebody helpfully reminded us on yes. our Facebook page. And it's true. You can request that your local booksellers stock and pre-order the book for you. That's totally fine. They yep. love it. Booksellers really want you to do that. So it's not weird at all. It's sometimes <laughs> it's hard to choose books to buy. Also, you can request it for your library to get it as well. So if you're yeah. a library nerd like me, you can always just request it and they can see what they can do because they're always exactly. looking for like cool books to get. And so exactly, exactly. Hurt. So I think they'd be open to it. But yes, yes there are multiple ways to pre-order, not just on Amazon. And I totally get it. If you would yes. not like to do that. Yes. Um. But yes, we're so excited. I know. I know. We finally have like a cover, but it's not our final cover, but there's a cover in the Amazon listing. So I feel almost official. Almost so, official. Almost official. It's just so exciting. It awesome. Is. Well, do we want to talk about Cosmic Slumber Tarot? Yes. So this deck, it's by Tilly Walden, who's an award-winning illustrator, and it was published by Liminal 11. And that's really what appealed to us. We love Liminal 11. Yes. Um, they're, they are a publisher that's really committed to creating decks with a lot of diverse backgrounds and artists and experiences. So they did Modern Witch. They've done a lot of really cool decks. And so we snapped it up when given the opportunity. Yes. Um, I would say it's not really either of our styles. No. Necessarily. No. That's not but a bad thing. But it's, it's just not a bad our, thing like, at all. Our style. Exactly. Yeah. It is interesting because normally we review decks, as we've talked about, that we purchased at full right. cost. Like, yes. We were that so we excited love about it. Adore. Exactly. Yeah. Already. Yeah, yeah. We already loved it. So we don't usually review decks that we got for a deal or that were free for us as right. much. Um, so it makes it a little bit more complicated of a review, but we did, I still really liked it. I just think that it's not really my style. Right. But there are a couple things that were done really well. So, uh, first of all, I, before we even talk about like what the publisher says about it, I just want to talk about the box a little bit Oh yeah. because the book, the little white book that came with it is hardcover and very extensive. It's like, right. it feels super luxurious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The books the are problem the book with, is nice. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just saying the book is nice. I think the book style is like the Modern Witch book. If you have the Modern Witch Tarot yeah. deck, it's the same little format of like a little small hardcover book. Right. And you can tell that Liminal 11 heard feedback from Modern Witch's packaging to yes. reflect on this packaging because Modern Witch is a rigid two-piece box that kind of slides up if you're looking at it hot hamburger style that's what it's, it's basically say. a vertical box where the yeah there just you go vertical off. that's the actual word <laughs> scientific words for. it's a vertical box that slides off so people's complaint about that is that the the lid will come off so easily and so this fixes it by putting a magnetic like closure flap. like flap at the bottom yeah yeah to keep it so if you just lift it up the lid doesn't just slide right off I will say that was the sassiest like clapback I've ever seen when people were complaining and Liminal Eleven uploaded a video on how to like deal with your Pick box it up without. <laughs> I know that made me really like them even more. I know. So I was like, you are so sassy and salty, and I love it. <laughs> They're like, like basically, you pick it up by squeezing, squeezing it, slightly it slightly and then picking it up. <laughs> I but, but because we know like the the workings of like publishing and how many comments people get just about like cardstock or box details or like yeah. man they must have gotten a lot of they messages about this to get to the point where that sassy of a response was warranted is like I'm, okay yikes. dear listener please 
do not contact people about dumb stuff like that. Just say, I don't really like the box. Just leave yeah. it. Just a, leave a it. A lot of the times the creators, especially an artist who's publishing through a publishing company, yeah. they never had any control over it anyway. No. But even if you are telling a publisher, I didn't really like this, there's a really huge chance that 40 other people have already done that. And so it's just so unnecessary. Yeah, please don't start like, like if it's, if your deck did not come damaged and it was like, a very minor thing you don't like, you're fine. Just buy a tarot bag from from Moonlit Fay, and you'll be okay. Yeah, you can find other ways to store it. The only problem with this deck or with this box is that on the inside they put like a little piece of cardboard to lift oh, yes. up the card slightly, which is I ripped it, it out. It's so ugly compared to the rest of them. I ripped it out because the rest of the box is so cute. I ripped it out too. But I don't know if this happened with you also. There's still a tiny bit of adhesive on the bottom. So every time I pull out the cards, some of them get stuck in the box. No, I I ripped it to the point of like the paper ripping completely off the bottom. So there's absolutely no stickiness. I was like, what the fuck are you doing in here? Rip it out. I know because it's. I, I think it's just like very it was a strange choice because I think that it would have been more beautiful without it i guess they're right. trying to keep things from being banged around inside of it but anyway it doesn't matter like we don't really like we don't really care about like we're not gonna no write i don't an care. email about it like <laughs> no i definitely won't complain to anyone it just is something it's just to funny note. yeah exactly um but yeah so i think that the execution of the deck feels sassy and hilarious and i actually yes. really like it i do like the way that it's structured mm-hmm. it feels really sturdy and safe mm-hmm um, but yeah, so what they say about the deck. So one of the cool things is that the artist has like an artist statement. And then there's also a introduction that's more kind of about the deck itself. But in the artist statement, it talks about how this artist Tilly, um, had an assistant who was really into tarot and the assistant brought her into it and said like, this seems something that you'd like that you'd really get something out of. And then it kind of like transformed the way that she, did art and practiced herself, mm-hmm. which I always love hearing about people's sort of background and that sort of thing, I guess, yes. which is good because we just wrote a book about it. So I'm glad that that's something I care about. It seems on brand for us now. So. I know it's kind of funny because it didn't really occur to me how much we talk about that stuff or really kind of like sought it out until we started writing a book about it. And then, we yeah, like, exactly. And we're like, Oh, I guess that is something that we do. But anyway, so the deck intro is really, really beautiful. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I do want to just quote a couple of pieces of it. So this deck is about the peace we feel when we're in a deep slumber and the excitement we feel upon waking. It's the feeling of seeing someone in a dream you haven't seen in a long time, of connecting with the impossible, sensing that you're in another reality, but accepting it. This state, deep in symbolism and wrapped in the unconscious, shares so much with the space within we, we meet the tarot a parallel world of omens, importance, archetypes, miracles, and revelations. All these double meanings there to be unwound and in doing so, bringing more clarity to the waking world. I hope this deck can shed a small amount of light for you and illuminate the path ahead. So it really is kind of like, like dreamy. There's a lot of sort of like background artistic choices that make it feel not unstable, but I guess like, not of the earth. Right. Unearthed or whatever. Yeah. It's like when you're in that in between the dream world and the real world. That to mm-hmm. me is kind of like the feeling it evokes. Yeah, totally. So for the most part, it follows the traditional structure, but the court cards follow the Toth structure of princess, prince, queen, and king. Uh, oh, and the wands are torches rather than wands. I forgot about that change. And then there's also the addition of two sort of quasi major arcana cards. They're not numbered with the major arcana. Mm-hmm. Um, and they appear when you go through the book as the last two cards, or at least they did for me. And right. those cards are basically the morning and the evening. So like there's one that's sort of awakening and one that's sort of drifting off to dreams. Right, right. And the the one for the night looks like the little prince is on it because it's like the morning, the night, and it's like the little prince. Do you remember yeah. that? That's yeah, like totally. So Where to find it? You can find it basically anywhere. It's a widely available deck. Bookstores all have it. Or you can just go to Liminal Eleven's website. I would say that there are a lot of the figures are really ambiguous, like gender wise. So it's hard to say if there's any LGBTQ plus representation. 
Um, there are a lot of moments where there are sort of like ambiguous figures in voluminous robes right. together that right. don't have like really a gender right. assigned to them, which I guess is great. Uh, yeah. It doesn't feel exclusive or exclusionary at all. No. Um, for body shape, it's a lot of people wearing these really voluminous robes. So that's part of the thing is that it doesn't feel like of this world. So it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to say what people's bodies look like. Right. Cause a lot of them are just wearing these really, really robe like outfits. Right. Right. Um, for, uh, like ethnic variations or I guess racial variations, there are about a dozen cards that have people who are visibly not white on right. them. Um, and so, yeah, it's just kind of all over the place. There's not like a lot of consistency, which is good because you want there to be a lot of diversity in a deck. Diversity. Exactly. But it is kind of hard to tell with a lot of them because it is sort of like a more. And there's lots of people who wear like hoods and their their face isn't seen at all and things like that. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of hooded figures from the back. Yes. (laughs) The colors used are kind of cool because they do that thing that a lot of decks do that we really like, which is sort of like trying to do themed colors per, uh, per suit. suit? Jesus Christ. Why am I losing my <laughs> ability to use the English language today? It's so weird. It's okay. It's okay. So the pentacles has a lot of green. The swords has a lot of like red and dark pink. The cups has a lot of blue. And the torches have a lot of like oranges and et cetera. Yes. It's not super defined. It's not like as specifically organized that way as some other decks are, but there definitely is a lot of bright colors. The tone is kind of playful. It's sort of like, when I think of dreamy, I think of much more pastel cards. Right. So this is almost like a really vibrant dreaminess that is kind of right. unexpected for me. Like it isn't pastel. It isn't sort of like watercolor. It's very vibrant, but also right. kind of dreamy. Yeah. It's very, yeah. It's very vibrant, bolder colors than actual like dreamy pastels. Like you would assume. Yeah, totally. Which the end result of that is that almost all of my favorite cards are from the suit of pentacles. Oh, <laughs> I love green so much. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> The level of readings that it's appropriate for, I feel like it's really appropriate for all levels of reading. There's like not even any gore. Like no, even the three of swords, all. which is typically the goriest card, just mm-hmm. has it doesn't even have a heart on it. Like it just even like a, a a introductory deck for a student, like middle yeah, school, totally. elementary. This would be very like user friendly for them because it's okay. We're gonna get into something now. So it is very anime influenced. Yes. I don't watch anime, but I Me recognize neither. people and figures and hairstyles in this deck. Oh, interesting. So to me, this would be a really good deck for if someone's Middle really schoolers. into anime, if they like Japanese style art. Yeah, and I don't know why I said middle like schoolers. That. That's just my middle school experience. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> a lot of I... like a lot of students like get into it in like you know elementary middle school. So at least yeah. So I think but you're totally if you, right. If you're somebody who's into anime style art, this could be a really good, really great you. deck for them. You know, and so to me, that's kind of like I don't want to say that's who it's geared for, but it would be a really good introductory deck for like someone who's yeah. younger. And it aligns really closely with the symbols and interpretations that we're all familiar with. So I think that that kind of like amplifies the ability for people of all levels to connect to it. Exactly. And I know that Kim, AKA fables den of the, of way of the Panda Terror would be like, Oh, this is not for kids. Cause we like cute stuff. I'm not saying it's not for, it's not, it's just primarily for kids. I'm not saying yeah. that I'm saying I was it actually reaches... thinking of her when I corrected myself about the middle school thing, because oh. it's true. It, it, right. it doesn't have to be for children just cause it's cute. Right. Right. For me, it's more of just like if some decks that are illustrated, don't reach down to students. They, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't allow for that at all. So to me, it's more of just a extension of the age groups that, that would allow. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think. Yeah. It extends the like approachability to a younger, to an age, age. group. Yes, exactly. I love that way to yeah. be thoughtful in the way you worded that. I'm trying Are you stealing to... my ability to speak. <laughs> that's, that's what I am. I am a succubus that steals English. <laughs> You know, that's fine. That's fine. 
that's my charm. That's what Charmed is doing to us. That's that's like yeah. my witch power coming out. That's your like miss or I guess underutilized demon power. Demon powers. Just like, you're just gonna show up in one single episode, <laughs> and then it'll never be never appear about again, again as a language succubus. Okay, we got it. <laughs> All right, so let's hear about your favorite cards, Esther. Okay, so accidentally, well, okay, I'm going to save one of my favorite cards for the what the fuck section. Not that it's okay. like a bad card, but I'm saving it because it's thematic. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so um, three of my other favorite cards are all court cards. Surprise, surprise. Oh. I love the Queen of Cups. I love that she is on this beach. On this little island. Like, yes, lounging, I love that card. And with her hair and like, you can like, she has like white hair. So yeah. this could be like age diversity as well, where it's not just a young person and it's not yeah, just an she's old like person. A, it's very a prone, but like this very like cool beachy yes. aged awesome chick. Yes, I love it. I love it. Is this because we just realized that we're both fully in our mid thirties as of this year? I am in denial. <laughs> Stop. Okay. So <laughs> we're like, oh, I love some old ladies in my car. Know, it's like we're I'm in so, our 30s. We're, we're like our 30s. assigning 65-year-old so identifiers to ourselves. We're just going to be exclusively using Golden Girls Terror from now on. Okay. <laughs> I do also love the Princess of Pentacles because look at that luxurious cow. I know. Oh, I love her so much. <laughs> I love her so much. Like, I the also think that she's pregnant. Yes. Sure. Yes, it does. But her also her knee is weirdly up. Yeah, maybe it's just a movement thing. Movement I so thing. I love so much about that card. I love the combination of the colors of the bright yes. pink and the super variegated greens. All it's the just like so, so and then a fucking beautiful little I know. Like a little <laughs> cow. I just lost the word for cow. <laughs> <sighs> I'm losing my shit. Language. I took like one week of Duolingo in Scottish and suddenly I'm like, who is dog? I think that it's a big dog, is it? I'm like losing my goddamn mind. <laughs> this is why I can't be a language learner. I cannot retain this Anything. much information at once. You can't retain English and Scottish at the same time. No, apparently not. <laughs> and then my last favorite card for now, because I only have like three favorite cards that like really evoked like an emotional response for me. Is the Queen of Torches, which is the Queen of Wands, because she has uh-huh. t- one giant cat and one little kitty cat, like absolutely giant. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> giant! Like there's a little it's kitty like a cat. white panther. It yes. wraps around her whole chair. Yes, it wraps. It's under her chair too. Like it's amazing. Oh my god, that's adorable. So and she's like a redhead. I love her so much, and she's like holding a like fire stick. Like a yeah, actual, like, that's stick. pretty cool. So I love it. And I love all the, like, very dramatic background colors yes. in that card, too, because that kind of adds to the sort of dream sequency. Well, and we're just, you know, Queen of Wands are pretty dramatic anyways. So. Yeah, we just love the drama. Very much so. So what are your Okay, so cards? my favorites were, I also had the Princess of Pentacles, but I okay. actually liked almost all of the uh, court cards for Pentacles. Oh, yes. The King of Pentacles also has a, actually, all of them have bulls and cows yeah the king of pentacles is like a wise old man and honestly the reason well actually for this and the ace of pentacles which are two of my favorites mm-hmm. this reminds me so much of that official obama presidential portrait oh, where he's yes. sitting he's in front of the, the front. wall of plants. yes yes it just looks so much like that so i love this for that card yes i also obviously love greenery it's like a huge <laughs> passion of mine but i just think that having the king be this like very very centered Mm-hmm. figure sitting in front of this wall of green is really pretty. And again, the yes. color combination of the bright pink and the green is just really striking. It's gorgeous. I also really like the queen of pentacles kind of for similar reasons, but also she has the little calf with yeah. his head on her lap and it's, it's so just cute. very sweet and very loving. Yeah. And I love the yellow sky with the bright pink fluffy clouds and all mm-hmm. of the greenery. It's just like really, really pretty. And then for the Ace of Pentacles, again, the greenery backgrounds, I just can't get enough I of I saw them. that and one was really nice. I liked it. Like it's that just one. so cool. So in it, there's like a little figure, a small little fairy figure within the green wall, but then also just a hand sort of reaching out for the pentacle. Um, and I just love a wall of plants so much. Yeah. It's kind of like the hand is going to pick the fruit of that pentacle or something. Almost. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it seems like an opportunity to grasp it, which I yeah. love that for the meaning of the card too. Yeah. And then my last two are the high priestess because I love that there's a literal door in her stomach. Oh yeah. So the high yes. priestess has this internal knowledge and this internal 
voice and it's depicted literally. And I just think that that's really cute. And the internal voice is not facing the viewer. So it does mm -hmm. feel slightly unknown. It's not like it's a fully realized internal voice. Right. Um, but I just think that it is really, really pretty. And then lastly, the morning card, I just super, super oh, yeah. love because it's a woman who's sort of sleeping under a field, basically like the field does her blankets. And then that sort of dreamy feeling where you're half awake and you're sort of thinking mm -hmm. about how it is the morning, but you're still cozy in bed is my favorite feeling in the whole entire world. Yeah. So I really like that card too. Oh, I like that. And those are my faves. Yay. What are your WTFs? Or okay. not, I, we need to change that name for real next time. Next time we do the we have to. Well, that's going to be our it. next business meeting as a new title for that. Because it's more like the idea of the WTF card is more like it's not my favorite, but I still think it's interesting and I want to. Right. I think, it. yes, it's like my interesting <laughs> card, but there's no really cool way to do interesting cards. So um, what was like interesting to me was that the three of swords and nine of swords are kind of similar. And yeah, I don't know if they ran out of ideas or if it's like a thematic theme, like, does it make sense? Cause like, it's like the ones, only one sword out of the three and like one sword out of the eight. Is, oh, like, that's true. Both them. of them only have one sword in yeah. the back of the person. And I checked the 10 of swords and all 10 swords are stabbed in the back and none of the other swords are like this. So I just didn't, are they related? Was it a artistic decision? Like, yeah. Me, just kind and of... with the three of swords, it's interesting because two of the swords are not piercing the person. Right. They're facing the opposite direction. Yeah. So I don't know. It was just interesting to me. Was, I was like, wait, I just saw this in a different card, essentially. So <laughs> this looks familiar. This What's looks familiar. Here? What's going on? So, yeah. So that, that was what was interesting. And also, so I mentioned earlier that the, of the anime influence in this. So mm -hmm. first of all, in the strength card, we have Kiki from Kiki's Delivery Service. Pretty sure that's her. Like, in oh, the face. Except, yeah, the same hair bow situation. Same hair bow, same kind of face. There's The hair is a different color, but it looks very similar to... Kiki from Kiki's Delivery Service. And we, yeah. have, we have a Super Saiyan from Dragon Ball Z in the Temperance card. Pretty sure. <laughs> Pretty I don't sure. know what that is, but I trust you. Yes. So, um, so yeah, this, like, lots of figures to me look very anime influenced in this deck. And that's yeah. kind of why. If, if, if I, Esther, can identify kind of what anime inspired this look. That As means, a non-anime person. That means that it's probably more even, even more significant. Yeah, that, that is fair. <laughs> Were there any others that you wanted to talk about? Nope, that was it. Okay, cool. Yeah, the only one that I wanted to talk about was the Three of Swords because I do... I do think that it's more approachable to not have it be a pierced heart. It doesn't feel right. quite so, like visceral exactly. reaction right um which is good i think for that's one of another component of why this would be good for a learner tarot reader right just because it isn't gruesome in any way but also right. like does that then detract from the feeling the of feeling it. of it right three of swords because so. i think that's why when i saw the nine of swords i was like it's kind of the same thing like what's the difference with the three of swords and the nine of swords like yeah not, totally you, there, there's i guess not one that other thing before we pull cards for oh, our yeah. relationship with the deck is that there are a couple of spreads in the back and one of them i find really really great and it's the dream path of the spheres oh yes 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 spread Jesus Christ, I cannot speak. <laughs> and the reason that I like it is that it brings in some astrological symbols to bring in mm -hmm. the question. So it's moon parting the veil. What do you know intuitively? Mercury, lucidity. What can be controlled through clarity of thought? Venus, the bond. What should compassion or where should compassion prevail? Sun, revelation. What advice should be treasured upon waking? Mars, the nightmare. Where does the conflict lie? And Jupiter, wisdom. What truth is revealed? Yep. And I think that that's a kind of a cool spread. I think that I would do that spread for sure. And then they yes. also have a Celtic cross and sort of like a past, present and future situation. But I like that dream path of the sphere spread a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. All right. So now let's see what our relationship with the deck is. What is our relationship with the deck? Hopefully it's not like you just roasted me. I hate Oh, you. I know. So I was thinking I was like, here we go. But I got the chariot. So that's not too oh, bad. Nice. No, that's great. It, it I actually like that chariot too. I think oh, yeah. that I just am not that drawn to like warmer colors. And right. so maybe that's one of the reasons why this isn't like, it's not like I see it and I'm just like, Oh my God, every single yes. one of these cards. Oh yeah. 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 That makes sense. 
And then for me, it is, oh, the Two of Cups. Oh, that's so Cosmic sweet. slumber. It's like, I'm a sleepy dick. Pat yeah, me on you love me table. more than you know, says Cosmic Slumber. <laughs> fine, buddy, fine. <laughs> All right, and next week we are going to talk about a Lenormand deck. Light Lenormand. Yes, Light Lenormand, uh, which Esther bought when it was still out of print, but now yeah. it is back in print. It is. Anyway, so that is our show. Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com, including a handy form with which to submit questions. Also, I'm adding this. I have not okay. brought it by Astro yet. Uh, panicking. If you are a deck creator and you are interested in chatting with us about your deck, email us and we will direct you to our form for scheduling. Yeah. Interview scheduling. Yeah. Um, we're not going to transform into an interview based podcast. That's just not really our thing. And also since we live on two different continents, it's really hard to coordinate a time to chat with a third person. Right. Um, but we do know that we have a lot of really cool listeners who are doing really cool things. So if you're interested in talking to us about it or even just sending us a deck to review, if you don't have the time or interest in being interviewed, Right. Just email us and we're happy to figure something out. Yes, totally. And also, while you're telling us about your deck, tell your friends about us because yeah. I mean, it's really important to us that you like our podcast spreads through word of mouth because that's essentially yeah. how people find out about us. Yeah, we've not done any advertising. Absolutely none whatsoever <laughs> because we're too lazy. But <laughs> <laughs> no, Esther. We're removing that word from our vocabulary. It's okay. that we're prioritizing other things. Other things. <laughs> okay. Okay. If you, you're twisting my arm. Okay, fine. So yeah. so tell your friends about us and write review us if you get a chance. It's really, really makes us feel great that you, um, that you do that for that us. you like us. Yeah. You really you like, like us. us. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching for Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And we also have a Redbubble shop where you can get merch. If you want to get tarot certified with the Wiley Tarot certification of bullshittery, you can totally get it there for super cheap. It's already signed by us. So you just need to fill your name in on the little certificate and you're good to go. So my phone thought that we were trying to get him to do something. For oh, us. <laughs> sorry. So. Your phone. But yeah, we have that. And we also have a discord community. You can join by following by the, the link notes. in our show notes. Yeah. Love the discord community. And remember, go forth and tarot wildly this week. We love you. We love so you. Much. <laughs> <laughs>